Hello and welcome to the Alan and Overy podcast. This episode is a supplement to the podcast we published in October covering the new requirements and best practice developments relevant to UK premium listed PLCs as they prepare for the 2023 AGM season. And the reason we need a supplement? Well, it's because, as many of you will know, in November, the Preemption Group published a revised version of its Statement of Principles relating to the disapplication of preemption rights, together with new template resolutions for companies to use. The statement implements some recommendations from the Austin Review as published in July and is likely to have a significant impact on AGM market practice in 2023 and beyond, as well as on the secondary capital raising markets. I'm Kate Astley, counsel in Allen & Overy's corporate department, and together with Victoria Rankmore, I work with many of A&O's listed PLC clients on their AGMs and annual reports. And for today's discussion, I'm delighted to be joined by two experts, James Rowe and Michael Block, who are both partners in Allen & Overy's corporate department and have decades of experience advising listed PLCs on their equity capital raising transactions and corporate governance issues. And so getting straight to the point, and perhaps starting with you, James, could you give us please some brief background and context to the changes the preemption group has made, and then please summarise for us the headline points from the revised Statement of Principles. Thanks, Kate. These changes come in the context of a much broader reform project for the UK's listing and prospectus regimes, and of course against the backdrop of Brexit. We've seen a number of consultations and reviews since 2020, and there's a strong desire to embrace the opportunity for significant reform to ensure the UK capital markets serve the economic needs of domestic companies and investors and are also an attractive as an international venue. We've already seen some changes to the UK's regime, and as Kate mentioned, we saw the publication of the UK Secondary Capital Raising Review earlier this year, which made in total 21 recommendations relating to secondary capital raising. These recommendations were heavily trailed and were welcomed by the UK government, the FCA, and the Preemption Group. The Preemption Group's revised statement of principles represents a further step of many in implementing reforms to the UK capital markets regime. By way of reminder, the UK, unlike the US, for example, adheres to a fundamental principle that existing shareholders have a right of preemption on further equity issuances. But there are certain accepted exemptions to this principle as articulated in the PEG guidelines. Firstly, for smaller non-preemptive share issuances up to a certain size. So under the PEG's revised guidelines, the size criteria have been increased to allow non-preemptive issues of up to 10% of issued share capital in any one year for general corporate purposes, that's up from 5% under the previous guidelines, and a further 10% of issued share capital in connection with an acquisition or a specified capital investment also up from 5%. For each of those 10% limits, the revised guidelines now also allow an additional 2%, i.e. 20% of the relevant placing, for the purposes of a follow-on offer to retail investors or other shareholders not allocated shares as part of the non-preemptive placing. PEG has also removed its previous recommendation that non-preemptive issuances be limited to 7.5% of the issued share capital on a rolling three-year basis. The PEG guidelines set out a number of conditions in order to be able to benefit from these accepted non-preemptive issues, including consultation with major shareholders, the offer should be made insofar as possible on a soft preemptive basis, consideration of retail participation, and involvement of management in allocation decisions. 
Retail participation could either be concurrent with the institutional offering, for example, via a retail platform such as Primary Bid or Rex, or through a follow-on offering immediately following the institutional offering. We've seen a number of concurrent equity offerings in recent years, and the precise mechanics of follow-on offerings are still being explored. Secondly, and another key change worth highlighting, is the concept of capital-hungry companies. The updated PEG guidelines acknowledge that some companies need to raise larger amounts of capital more frequently. For those companies, PEG provides additional flexibility to seek additional disapplication authorities with longer duration periods, where the company specifically highlights the reasons for exceeding the usual thresholds. For issuers looking to update their AGM resolutions in 2023 to take advantage of the additional flexibility, the preemptive group has published template resolutions to assist companies, and these are currently available on the Financial Reporting Council's website. Thank you, James. It's clear this is a significant change that could give companies much greater flexibility for their equity capital raising. That said, I am aware that some companies have already experienced relatively high numbers of votes against their disapplication of preemption rights resolutions at previous AGMs, and these companies may be slightly nervous about pushing the boat out further in case they get a negative response. And so, Michael, could I ask you, please, what you would say to any companies that are unsure whether to update their resolutions? Well, Kate, in many ways, this new guidance is just an extension of the increased limits that were applied during the COVID pandemic, but with the ability for companies to seek to implement the limits annually as a waiver of the Companies Act restriction on non-preemptive issuances. This means that where shareholders have approved the increased authorities, a cash placing no longer needs to be structured through a cash box to avoid breaching the Companies Act. This reduces the legal complexity of the placing and also gives companies more flexibility when markets and share prices are volatile. It also helps align UK markets with international competitors where obtaining larger annual authorities are the norm or, in some cases, where shareholder authorisation is not required at all. This can allow UK-listed companies to be more competitive in auction-based M&A processes and generally be more nimble in terms of raising capital. In addition, those companies that require regular additional capital injections, so-called capital-hungry companies, will welcome the ability to put in place authorities which exceed the new 10% plus 10% thresholds. It is likely that the companies seeking to take advantage of this further extension will be predominantly in the tech and life sciences spaces, making the UK more competitive for these companies to choose as their listing venue. However, not all companies will feel comfortable seeking these enhanced authorities, at least initially. Although the UK Secondary Capital Raising Review involved comprehensive discussions across the market, including with institutional investors, not all shareholders will support this. Some will be concerned about the possibility of significant dilution, notwithstanding the soft preemption requirement of the PEG guidelines, and others will expect their boards to justify the reasons for capital raisings by coming back to shareholders at appropriate times for express authorisation. That said, companies that are more acquisitive in nature and have the full support of their shareholders in pursuing that strategy will be keen to take advantage of this increased flexibility to fund transactions quickly. Companies who are unsure of the shareholder reaction in seeking the increased authorities at their next AGM should speak to their brokers to discuss approaching major shareholders for views ahead of their AGM notices going out. Inevitably, some companies will prefer to wait and see what practice develops in the market and how investors respond. And so we may see a mixed approach in the coming AGM season. In particular, it will be interesting to see how many companies consider themselves to be capital hungry 
and how they justify requests for enhanced authorizations exceeding 20% in aggregate to their members. Thank you, Michael. And finally, a question for both of you. And that is, to the extent that it becomes the market norm for companies to take higher disapplication of preemption rights authorities at their AGMs, as permitted by the updated guidelines, what impact do you expect this might have on secondary capital raising activity in the market over both the short and the medium term? Kate, the rules provide additional flexibility, and no doubt they will, on occasion, make a difference, and they will assist the UK's competitiveness as an international listing venue. But companies will still need to demonstrate the need for additional equity capital. So all things being equal, it will indeed result in more capital raising, but only when a company can demonstrate to investor satisfaction that additional equity is both required and appropriate. From my perspective, the changes are overall positive and bring some welcome flexibility for companies in meeting a range of commercial objectives. The continued focus on enhanced retail participation in all forms of equity raisings is also a welcome development, although there are details to be ironed out, such as how companies will allocate the additional follow-on capital raised and how the market will continue to develop in terms of targeting retail shareholders who hold shares through nominees. And of course, this is not the full story as the broad changes that are proposed to the prospectus regime will allow for greater retail participation above the 8 million euro restriction that's currently in place and remove the existing 20% restriction on admission prospectuses. Thank you, James and Michael, for your insights. And thank you to all of you who've taken the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you found it useful. And please do get in touch with any questions or if we can help with any aspect of your AGM preparation or your equity capital raising plans. 